You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Now let's bring in my main man, Cordell Stewart. Join us tomorrow every weekday. NFL No Huddle kicks off 4 p.m. Eastern time. Take you around the league with DJ Shockley, the former Falcons quarterback, and Ike Taylor, former Steelers cornerback, now an analyst for NFL Network. Partner, I imagine, we'll be talking a lot about this game in Seattle. It was simply incredible. Holy catfish is what they say. Holy catfish. I tell you what, two of the leagues, our leagues, uh, mobile quarterbacks that put on a display throwing over 400 yards, both these guys, uh, I mean, a tremendous a dis- tremendous display of, of quarterbacking by those two men, uh, obviously showing that both de- both defenses uh, have a few glitches in the system in a sense of stopping the pass and having a quarterback that can move around in the pocket that can basically give each side or those defenses a little bit of havoc. But, I mean, a young kid, I mean, you have two, two quarterbacks, one that's going to two Super Bowls, the other one who's a young kid who's making a great name for himself in the National Football League. I think so far this year he's passed uh, Kurt Warner uh, with, what, 19 or maybe even 20 touchdowns in this game, I mean, in a season at this point in time which is pretty darn tremendous to say for a young kid uh, who actually ended up coming off of the bench to play for Tom Savage and being touted to being a, a potential, let's just say a question mark of me able to make it in a game because of all the interceptions he threw. But he's showing his true skill and his true talent, and, and this team is following him. And I, and I tell you what, if it's not for that kid, Deshaun Watson, being a starting quarterback on this football team, this team would have a – a, a, a chance or an opportunity to be in a lot of these games, let alone have the type of performance on the offensive side of the football that we hadn't seen since Bill O'Brien has been the head coach there for the Houston Texans. Cordell, in addition to all the fallout from this wild NFL Sunday tomorrow, we're going to be talking about the trade deadline coming up on Tuesday. Earlier, I was joined by Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, who broke the story this morning. Jimmy Graham is available, Cordell. If Seattle gets the right offer, namely an offensive lineman, Jimmy Graham could be on the move before Tuesday. Well, I tell you what, Jimmy Graham had a pretty darn good performance today, uh, being able to put up a few touchdowns, something that they've been needing from him from some time. And, and I think the level of inconsistency, whether it be how they used him or maybe how he would catch the football, because he dropped a few last week, had another drop by another tight end this week, uh, it's something I think based on the monies that in, that's invested in him along with what they need from him moving forward to another team would not hurt because I've always said this. We're talking to one of their stations in Seattle. I mentioned, why aren't they getting the ball to him at the highest point and allowing him to use his body similar to what we see Rob Gronkowski do, do with the New England Patriots, which is put that big body in front of someone, let him go up and catch the football and do what he's capable of doing, which is be the basketball player that we once had an opportunity to understand about him with playing with the Miami Hurricanes uh, down, down, what they call it, the U down in Miami. But seemed like for some reason they had been able to connect very well. So to make this move and transition to potentially move forward, if there is a good offer out there to allow Jimmy Graham to move forward, I tell you what, he probably will be happy, and hopefully the Seattle Seahawks can get what they need to move forward with this offense. But great performance today by this football team in the Seattle Seahawks, forcing the young kid to throw a couple turnovers to the same guy, Richard Sermon, a couple times. And, hey, the better team ended up winning, but great performance by the Houston Texans. He's Cordell Stewart. I'm Brian Weber. We're going round the league. This is NFL First and Goal. Join us tomorrow, NFL No Huddle Week kickoff at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Partner, let's go back to Friday. We devoted a lot of that program to the inflammatory remark made by Texans owner Bob McNair. 
Mr. McNair apologized with a written statement, apologized in front of his entire team. And now he's come out and said his inmates comment was directed at league officials, not players. Does that change your view of that statement? Well, I mean, it, that, but see, that's what happens when you just say things loosely. You know, it's now all of a sudden it sounds as if it's being misconstrued where it was directed towards. But initially it sounded like it was towards the players. I think we, we I think, but we talked about it on our show. Uh, and there was conversations about the guys taking the Texans what logo off of a decal off of the helmets to kneeling and protesting for the national anthem. And the whole entire team pretty much maybe a other than maybe three or four players who didn't kneel for the national anthem. But that's where it goes to go. That's, that's what I was talking about on our show, which is you have to be just careful what you say. So now it's was geared towards the referees. How's that going to work for the football team? So you, you, you just, it's just a murky situation. It's just messy across the board. Nothing good is going to come from it. Uh, and, and he's apologized a multitude of times. Now he's indirecting saying he's re, he's redirecting the energy towards the referees just don't say it. Just be mindful of what you say, what you're trying to convey, and, and, and just allow some things to be what they are. And, and, and stay with the, between the lines when, when having an opportunity to say something. So, you know, now all of a sudden it's towards the referees. Well, and let me again, just clarify, league officials mean the folks at the league office. He was even talking them, about even, true. people at 345 Park Avenue making decisions instead of the owners. And I think you're right. And we'll talk about this tomorrow. Obviously, words have meaning. Yes. I can understand the response from the Texans players. And now it's going to be an emotional locker room after a gut-wrenching loss on the road in Seattle. Let's go from the heights of that game in Seattle to the depths of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cordell, they only have seven sacks all season. They did not sack Cam Newton at all. What's wrong with this Tampa Bay defense? Well, the defense is just, for some reason, is just not able to make any plays. I mean, it wasn't the greatest game in the world, but it was one uh, that if you're slipping, and I mean, Jameis Winston was getting beat down pretty well. I mean, they were they were attacking him all over the place. But whenever you allow, I mean, think about this. There was a total of 100 yards between five guys that ran the football with this Carolina Panthers team. From a receiving standpoint, the most yards was given to Christian McCaffrey. That was five catches for 49 yards. Other than that, it's like, how do you lose or win this football game? Or when you're not able to make the stops you need to make, when you're not capable of getting the ball in the end zone the way you should, when the quarterback is getting hit as many times as he did, I mean, sometimes these ugly wins are really good for your football team when, when playing in a division um, that we know it could go either way. Uh, when, when you really break it down in a nutshell, Tampa Bay is just struggling across the board. It's not just their defense. It's also their offense. It's also their special teams. It's also the play of – individual players like guys who they had high expectations on in Jameis Winston defensively as a group, you can't point out one player, but you could talk about the entire group because that's how you really dial in on how to deal with uh, the defensive side of the football. So for me, I, I think in the end, it just boils down to when will this team make some plays um, to try to put themselves in position to compete? Because right now sitting there at two and five, uh, two and two at home, this is, this is really ugly so far for this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, because I knew I for sure had them in the position to win this division and they're not. I did too, pal, but I stole it from you. <laughs> you said it first and I said, that sounds good to me. And looking ahead, it's Tampa Bay on the road at New Orleans. Yeah. Now you've had your Who's doubts about good. the Saints. We're taking it week by week, but now yeah. make it five consecutive victories. Got it done with a couple rushing touchdowns in the win over Chicago. How much you buying the Saints of five and two? I tell you what, the Saints defense 
has really stepped it up immensely. I mean, they're forcing turnovers. Uh, they're making big stops when needing to. Uh, they're breaking up passes, stopping runs. I mean, everything they're needing to do, this defense is able to do it. And that's the biggest piece because the offense has been productive all the time. I mean, what's the, what's the main uh, source of energy, let alone production on this football team? It's the offensive side of the football. I think, what, Drew Brees, what has he got for 6,000? What he has, 6,000 completion, something to that extent? I mean, that, that's pretty darn tremendous for a, a quarterback that's been able to play in the game that long, uh, let alone uh, be able to guide a football team that didn't necessarily have a good defense for many years, a multitude of changes on the offensive side. Five straight wins in a row. Again, as I said, this is the division that can truly go any way when you really add it up in the end. And so with all that being said, um, the Saints look like they're the team to beat because of how they played five straight weeks going all the way back to the Green Bay game uh, when that team really looked good that night against Hundley. Uh, But, hey, the momentum, the energy, uh, the success is really showing its face. Now once it's time for the Saints to actually get into the matrix of their schedule when it comes down to getting it done, uh, can they get Mr. Benson to do some of the, the walking and talking and dancing with the umbrella open uh, when it comes down to, to playing other teams? Like now they have Tampa, Buffalo, who had a good game today. Uh, the defense, the leading defense in the National Football League when it comes down to getting turnovers one way or another. Shady McCoy ran over 100 yards. Then you have Washington, who we know right now playing in this game has struggled. Interception, tip ball in the air. Uh, by Kirk Cousins, ran back with the doubt by the Dallas Cowboys. Look like they're going to seal the deal in the next 21 seconds. Ends up winning this game 33-19 to once we know for sure what the end result is. Then they have the Rams, Carolina. So right now, the New Orleans Saints are really putting themselves in position to do something really, really good uh, within that division that I think is really weak right now because Atlanta, they're not doing anything that causes me to become nervous, scared, or even wondering if they're good enough to win that division. Taking you around the league with my main man, Cordell Stewart. Join us tomorrow at NFL No Huddle. We kick off 4 p.m. Eastern on the NFL on TuneIn. Cordell, nice job of doing my job. Real-time update there because you were watching (laughs) what was going on in the rain in D.C. Kirk Cousins on a batted ball has the INT taken back the other way. It's a pick six. Dallas on their way to the 33-19 to win on the road. Dallas will go to 4-3. and three. Washington will fall to 3-4. and four. This week we'll be talking about the legal ramifications of the latest appeal in the Ezekiel Elliott suspension. If at some point Elliott has to sit the six games, how much confidence do you have in Dallas holding things together without him? Well, I tell you what, today Dallas really did do a good job of of moving the football up and down the field, that when it's having opportunities to score or when they scored, the thing that caused them to not get those points on the board was penalties by the offensive line, where they've been holding, uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, they found ways to shoot themselves figuratively in the foot to, to slow down their opportunities to get more touchdowns because they easily can have anywhere from 35-plus points in this game because of touchdowns that were scored. Ezekiel Elliott, I thought, had a tremendous game today uh, when being able to put up over 100 yards. Finally for him, finally for him, on the level, I think, what is three consecutive games where he's been able to put up 300 yards or more. Uh, I think tremendous game by even Dak Prescott. I think what they're asking him to do and how he's actually playing the game right now, I I, I think it's it's about as good as you can get it for your quarterback considering – uh, he's in his sophomore year. 
Uh, they now move up to four and three. And uh, now the next team that they're going to have to play that's making noise um, is the Philadelphia Eagles. The Redskins in the first quarter to first half really was bringing the heat with stopping the run, with being able to, to be a problem in the backfield, to allowing clean throws to be made. And then for some reason, as they move forward into the second half, that pressure from the defense that we know that's been pretty tenacious over the last few weeks, going all the way back to Kansas City, uh, I think end up getting the same end result in the end because they can't finish, which is look like they ran out of gas. So for me, with the Dallas Cowboys playing the way they're playing, giving up too much on the defensive side for sure. Too many first downs being given up when in second and long and third and long situations. But overall, if they can sustain this type of play, getting points on the board by the offense, rushing the football, being able to stay patient, uh, it's going to be a great match when we see Philadelphia play against this Dallas Cowboys football team. He's Cordell Stewart. I'm Brian Weber taking you around the league on the NFL on TuneIn. In less than three minutes, we check in with our NFL insider, Peter King, MMQB. It's a final Landover, Maryland. In the driving rainstorm, can't dampen the enthusiasm of Jason Garrett and the Cowboys. They win it 33-19. to Cordell, final thought from you. Would you like to take a victory lap all the way from London? Your guy, Case Keenum, forget about the <laughs> INT. Two more touchdown passes, Minnesota now 6-2. and two. How about it, huh? Uh, I mean, it's, it's to me, again, they're not dealing with the issues they had last year. North Turner leaving after the fifth game to Coach Zimmer and his issues having to go to the hospital to get his eye repaired, to injuries up front on the offensive line, to losing their running back in Adrian Peterson. I mean, those types of issues is a wall that that's truly hard to climb and overcome because it steadily started mounting higher and higher. And you end up seeing the end result where the quarterback still played good in Sam Bradford, but overall the team struggled going up and down with the ebbs and flows uh, of how they played. Right now, Case Keenum, within the system, is playing some really, really good football, getting a lot of help from the running game with Murray and McKinnon. The receiving core steadily doing what they've been doing. Uh, Thielen leading the charge with 98 yards. Uh, Diggs had four catches for 27, still participating in this last game, found a way to get McKinnon involved with throwing the football. So I think when you look at what this team has been able to do in Minnesota – It's not just one way to get it done. It's a multitude of ways of getting it done. And when you have that type of performance from your team and your quarterback, yes, he did throw an interception. Was a tight game. Now let's not act as if they just ran. They just they had this game, you know, in their back pockets. It was at a one point in time. I think the score was like seventeen to seventeen sixteen at some point in time, or sixteen thirteen something to that extent. And all of a sudden, Minnesota ended up taking over because of the lack of consistency. Uh, by that team. I mean, not being able to get a touchdown from Deshaun Kaiser, I think really impede this team's opportunity to do anything overall. But it's the since it's the since excuse me, it's the Cleveland Browns, and you have to assume um, that at some point in time there's going to be a change at the head coaching position because this is this is becoming pretty bad uh, for this football team. But yes, Case Keenum, my man, Case Keenum, the guy who got his jersey retired out there with the Houston Cougars down in Dallas, down in Texas. Playing some really good football right now. So you have to give him a, at least a high five for this week because they have to get prepared uh, moving forward to next week to continue this trend of really, really good football. Who do they have next? They have, they have the bye, Washington Cordell. Redskins. I like your chances when you play that good old team that's BYE. 6-2 and two is the record <laughs> in Minnesota. All right, partner, great information as always. 
Yeah, plenty of rest because I've been a solo host today. Seven hours oh, of bellowing. Might be you, all you tomorrow. I might put oh. my feet up and enjoy three hours of Cordell. I was wondering where the mixing was. I didn't hear any any lyrics in the background. <laughs> I didn't hear the voice of the, the Barry White 2.0 in the background. I could, where is he? What's the deal? Uh, is it is it that the family? Is it the family? Still up, baby. baby. Watch, 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 watch. Yeah, that's nice. Good job. I, I hope it comes this weekend for him because I know he's anticipating that. But hey, man, you're a soldier. You can handle it. Good job. But guess what? Tomorrow we got to do it again. And we'll do it again tomorrow. Thank you, buddy. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart. Live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.